What are some ways in which organizations can both simplify and unify their approach to authentication? Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. It's my pleasure to be speaking today with Peter Tapling, Vice President for Early Warnings Authentication Solutions. Peter, such a pleasure to be talking to you again. Tom, it is a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for having me. Let's jump right into the topic. How are you now seeing the practice of identity and payments risk management change given the rise in data breaches and the growth in e-commerce and m-commerce? Well, there are many more factors involved that uh, banks and payment companies have to consider. Uh, Breaches clearly have made any amount of question-and-answer data essentially useless. Most organizations assume that any amount of information that they're going to ask the user to enter via a keyboard is already breached. As a result, authentication has become a much more risk management-oriented activity. Peter, we've come so far since you and I were first talking a few years ago when account takeover was the big deal, when the FFIEC was jumping in with its updated authentication guidance. What do you see as the main pain points experienced by banks today as they work to authenticate their users? Users don't think in terms of the risks that they may might face. They're most interested in believing that the bank will protect their account. As such, the banks have to create a careful balance between the amount of effort they put a customer through to complete a transaction to mitigate any risks they might see in that transaction. Do you find authentication today to be too complex? And if so, what impact do you find that this has on the banking institution? Authentication certainly has the opportunity in any given institution to be significantly too complex. The authentication business to date has been a series of siloed point solutions. A banking institution will see a particular problem and they'll purchase a particular authentication tool to address that problem. As a result, today, banks have an infrastructure that gives them many tools to authenticate a customer, but if you apply all of those tools in one transaction, it becomes an overly onerous process for the end user. If you just think of the call center as a channel, and banks measure call center activity very carefully, they know what it costs them for each second a person is on the phone. And some authentication processes, even today in some of the best banks, can take as many as 70 seconds. Peter, what are the key authentication solutions that you believe banks should invest in, and how can they optimize their resources? Well, I'll take that one in the other direction, Tom. So they can optimize their resources by really kind of understanding an inventory of what they have available. The good news about all the breaches and the publicity that the breaches have gotten is that end users do recognize that they need to participate in protecting their own account. What the end users do not want are these overly onerous processes where they're asked to do three and four and five things. As a result, banks need to look at taking authentication technologies and marrying them with their risk management technologies so that they're constantly understanding risk and applying the appropriate authentication solutions to, the, to bring the risk of that transaction in line with what they would expect. Let's talk about the transactions. How should institutions decide which authentication methods are appropriate for specific transactions? 
for any given institution, this will be a very personal question, uh, and, I, and I mean that seriously. The banks compete on risk. If you look at the entire universe of transactions, a bank will interact with end-user consumers, with commercial banking customers. They'll interact with business partners and employees. And at any given time, they're processing transactions that are very simple. Someone's logging in to see if they have enough money to write a check at Chuck E. Cheese's tonight with the kids, uh, or they're very complex. They want to set up a new international payee. And so the bank has to look at each given transaction, and then each transaction will have a level of perceived risk. Now, where the banks compete is they compete on the level of risk they're willing to accept. So the risk management and authentication process is all about bringing that level of perceived risk down to the level of acceptable risk. And so for any given financial institution, the authentication mechanisms that are appropriate are, are, are varied based on the type of transaction, based on the type of end user, and based on the separation of that perceived risk to acceptable risk. So when you talk about what are the, you know, uh, how do they decide, I think there's going to be a bank policy where people sit in a room and literally uh, talk about what is that level of actual risk that they're willing to accept and create models that indicate for them, you know, these types of transactions are going to need authentication mechanism A and B and other types of transaction mechanisms are going to use authentication mechanisms C, D, and F. And so we see a lot of that in banks where they really need kind of a Swiss Army knife of authentication capability to be able to, uh, in real time, make these decisions as to how they're going to engage with their customer. Peter, final question for you. If you sort of take a step back, how do you believe that institutions should best assess and address their needs, not just now, but also in the future? Well, I think a big shift, Tom, is a shift away from that siloed purchasing of authentication technology. This is driven by really by two big vectors. One we talked about earlier, which is the need to have many authentication capabilities available and um, and use them as uh, as needed for the risk of a transaction. The other one is banks are much more aware of the cross-channel risk that they face. Clearly, there have been four or five hundred million identities that have been compromised through data breaches. So as a result, if I have a customer and that customer approaches me in my mobile channel and it does not work, well, maybe they're going to try the uh, telephone channel. And, you know, depending on how aggressive they are, they're going, they might actually try and walk into a branch somewhere and make something happen. So banks are very aware of this kind of cross-channel need. They, they, so they want to have a way where customers have a common interaction with, um, with the bank. What that means is that inside the bank, they have to have a much simpler way to onboard authentication capabilities. Any given bank can typically implement two or maybe three things a year. Uh, they can start two or three projects. Each project might take 18 to 36 months. So if you look out in the universe of authentication capabilities that are available, banks just typically cannot bring on three, four, five, seven authenticators in a year. It's just not practical for them. Um, and so they really need to uh, rely on capabilities where once they've done an integration process, once they have something in a platform, 
they have multiple capabilities available to them. And those capabilities range from what I like to refer to as no-touch, light-touch, heavy-touch, right? We talked earlier about having to engage the customer with a variety of authentication capabilities. Not all of those authentication capabilities require the customer to actually physically interact. There are uh, many things in the market today where, you know, without once the customer has the mobile app on their phone, um, without actually interacting with the bank, um, things are going on in the background to um, make the bank feel more comfortable about the risk level of a transaction. Um, so I think, it, you know, you may not even know this, but in any given transaction, when you interact with your bank, you may be touching 5, 7, 15 different authentication or risk management approaches that historically may have been purchased in a siloed basis, um, but they're just happening in the background. Some of them are actual software products. Some of them are are policies that the bank will put in place or software that the bank has written. You know, so the, the, the bank needs to look at where they are today. They need to drive through the windshield at the end of the day, right? Um, you know, they need to look at where they are today and where they want to go, how they, strategically, how do they want to treat their customers and put themselves in a position that they can give their customers a great user experience, do that in a way where they can be very adaptive to market trends, and still maintain the risk level that they are comfortable with for their bank. Peter, very well said. Thank you so much for your time and your insight today. Thank you, Tom. It was a pleasure chatting. The topic has been simplifying and unifying authentication approaches. I've been speaking with Peter Tapling, Vice President for Early Warnings Authentication Solutions. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.